0: as a show with danny ladies and gentlemen danny hatch hello welcome back america to the soothing sounds of this guy's voice my name is danny hatch i'm your host and your tour guide through the last week of emotions um thank you so much for listening if you're listening live i really appreciate it if you want to send me feedback you can send me feedback at keithinthegirl.com slash feedback you can also join us at keithinthegirl.com slash chat I see I've already walked someone from the chat room. So that's a rip roaring start to the show. What a week it has been. What a couple of weeks it has been. First of all, I would like to apologize for missing out on the last uh, episode of the show, or for you missing out, rather. Um, I was even before the election, which as we all know happened last week. Doesn't matter when you're listening to this, the election was always last week. That's how it's going to feel for the next four years. But even before the election, uh, I was just not feeling up to recording a show. I was feeling very depressed. Uh, I, I put it off on Monday. I put it off on Tuesday, Wednesday. I was like, well, there's no fucking way now I can do this. And then I just didn't do one that week. And I'm really sorry. Um, I know that's a poor excuse, but it's the excuse I had and it's the one I'm sticking with. Um, I don't know, uh, how to keep, I don't know how to jump into this, um, You know, I want to say it's been a rough week, but it's been a much rougher week for a lot of other people than me, so I don't want to start on such a self-centered note, but it has been a rough week. Um, I'm fighting with my family over this uh, Trump business, which you'd think the more effective fighting with my family could have come a few months before this, but... Once the irreversible decision happened was when I really decided to lay the hammer down on them. So I'm fighting with my family. I got sick. I developed a bit of a cold that is subsiding. I think you can hear um, the stuffiness in my voice. That's what I'm going with. Eric M. from Florida saying, hi, buddy. Hi, Eric M. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us on this wonderful evening. I see someone in the chat room is tripping on DXM, which is, uh, w- that's you know, that's a, that's a dangerous game tripping on dxm i went myself through a dxm phase in the first uh half of 2014 it's i want to directly speak out to broken bug right now broken bug i get it dxm sounds fun it's easy to get it's basically cough syrup or maybe broken bug is like a chemist and he's extracted the dxm from the cough syrup but he's probably just drinking bottles of cough syrup Or doing what I did, which was upending entire pill bottles of, like, cough medicine in one go. Um, Don't do that, broken bug. This is already... I mean, maybe you're not American, so you're not as down as us. But this is already a bummer of a time. You don't need to add uh, cough syrup addiction into that. But you know what? I'm not an anti-druggy kind of guy. I'm not a... uh, Do what you want. I don't care. The world's ending, so I'm ending too. But... it's been a strange week i almost didn't even do a show this week because i was sick for a couple of days and then jesus christ i don't i don't know how to i don't know how to just jump into doing a show which i think is very evident based on the first uh five minutes of this recording but you gotta just uh you gotta just you gotta just jump start it so i do want to talk a little bit about my family um as I have mentioned a few times on here, my mother, who has been on, uh, that's the show with Danny, and was on the uh, Keith and the Girl live in Oklahoma City show, and has been a presence throughout the years on the Collins and the feedbacks and the whatnots. She's a Trump supporter. She's an avid Trump voter, not even an uneasy one. She's like a go, a gung-ho, fuck yeah, hell yes, Trump supporter, which has, which it's been a source of unease. It's been a source of embarrassment. It's been a source of discomfort for me for... Uh, you know, a while I knew she, you know, she's been Republican her whole life. That wasn't a shock, but this seems, um, kind of a shocking leap even from that. And same with my stepfather, same, I think with, um, at least one of my sisters who is, uh, you know, of age to vote, maybe even two. And I think the one who can't vote is also closer to Trump than not Trump, but I'm putting words in their mouths. But I know for a fact that my mom and my stepdad, are big Trump fans, and I, uh, you know, I got in a bit of a fight with them over the past couple weeks. It started, it started a long time ago, but what really jump-started it was Rosa, my girlfriend, posted a status basically saying that Trump supporters have garbage in their hearts, even if one of them produced the love of her life, which I agree with. Um, all year long, for the past year and a half, I've been asking Rosa to take it easy on my mom. I know she can, I know it's annoying on Facebook, but just please try to ignore it the best you can. I don't want any more drama, but election night as the night went on. And as the prospects grew worse and worse, she sent this uh, draft to me. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm done asking you to play nice with her. When she clearly has no concept of playing nice with other people who don't look and fuck like she does, which is really basically what it comes down to people without, People of different skin and people of different sexualities apparently don't exist on her radar. So I said, post it. I'm, I agree with you, post it. She posted it. She hid it from my mom. You can, you know, custom hide it from people. And, um, you know, spoiler alert, my mom <laughs> was made aware of it, probably by one of my sisters. And she texted me, Does Rosa? did Rosa really say that I'm garbage? Or did Rosa really call me garbage? And that started a... That started a long text discourse, which basically, which devolved, excuse me, which devolved into a a fraying of our relationship, uh, sort of ended with me saying, I, I I don't know why I'm surprised that the, the person who took me to a gay conversion therapist when I was 13 years old and who had me read Bible verses saying that I was going to hell for the way my body was feeling, I don't know why I'm surprised that you would vote for Trump. I don't know why I was ever surprised. Um... I don't know why I was surprised that after you and my stepdad hacked into my... Not even hacked it, but just went into my email. It's not like they hacked into my computer. They, my stepdad was, I thought, doing me a favor by uh, fixing something on my computer when I was visiting home from college, the one, uh, you know, the, the one winter break I had from college. Uh, and they went into my email and they saw all sorts of uh, correspondences with myself and some Craigslist lovers and they basically used that to blackmail me and it was something that i never really had i hadn't see i'm waiting for people to fill in the silence and i'm the only one here um a lot of people writing in i can't believe trump got either that's jason from canada says that well you're safe jason you're not safe. Nuclear war extends to all sorts of people. But basically I never... When my when my mom and stepdad sprung on me that they had been been looking through my email and seeing this evidence that I'd been having sex with people, with men on Craigslist, or who I'd met on Craigslist uh, we were having sex in real life. This was not some sort of Tron situation. Uh, when, they, when they sprung it on me I was too surprised to fight back with the, well, what the fuck were you doing in my email? Why were you... You had no right to be peeking in there. And it wasn't until really six years later that I, uh, played that card and I played it. And ever since my stepdad has been called, he called me, he left me a voicemail asking to, uh, he wanted to apologize. And I've been ignoring the rest of his calls ever since, because I don't want to deal with him. And I was sick. And every time he called, I'd be, it would wake me up and I'd look at it be like, Oh, fuck this. And I didn't, uh, I never picked up and I don't know. I don't know if I should, I don't know if I shouldn't, I'm, I'm, I'm angry and i'm sad and i don't know which emotion is more prevalent right now and i know that this is gross this is making it all about me i'm barely bisexual like i, I identify as bisexual but it's not um <clears throat> i'm not uh, there are so many more people at risk than me from what america decided to do a week ago so I, I don't want to frame this around me, but at the same time, this whole show has been framed around me for the last four years. So we have a caller. Let's see. Uh, that's the show. With Danny, you're on the air. Hey, Annie. Oh, hi, Rosa. Sorry to have you on mute for so long. When you call on Skype, it's a different number than the one that you have. Did you know that?
1: I, I know. I don't know what's going on. Maybe I have some kind of like protection on my phone set
0: up. Isn't that interesting? Now, Rosa, what, what are your thoughts on what I just said about my family?
1: Yeah, um, it was a tough year grappling with. I mean, mm-hmm. when you say like you know that your 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 parents are just avid supporters, I remember being shocked at Christmas when we visited yes. and they had hanging up on their
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, wall a Christmas card from Donald. Um, yeah, they have been in the game since before everyone dropped out. They've been. It mm-hmm. wasn't their last choice. It wasn't nope. a lesser of two evils for they them. they all
0: in. Uh, as soon as they could, it seemed like. I, I mean, I remember when Trump, th- you know, threatened to run in twenty for the twenty twelve race, and my mom was like, "I like him. I think he should run. I think he'd do great." And I laughed it off then, and boy, oh boy, was that a mistake to just laugh it off? Because look what has happened. A, a giant shit flower has bloomed in all of our faces.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I would excuse sort of earlier, you know, before he announced this year. Because when he his announcement this year was the Mexicans are rapists. Right,
0: right out of the gate. The first thing he said was he called Mexicans rapists and drug dealers. (laughs) Like, that was his opener.
1: Yeah. Um, He didn't warm the crowd
0: up before saying that. He stormed out of the gates with that. It's it's crazy. Uh, But it's clearly not crazy. And before
1: that, you know, the way he made himself known in the political sphere was... Starting the birther movement, which yes. was inherently racist.
0: Yes, it was. Um,
1: it was basically a "show me your papers" uh, kind of argument. So, and what it, a cowardly little hard, shit! It's hard, yeah,
0: for him not to own that later. I mean, I get it politically not to own it, but what a fucking little sh. Ugh. It, some. I mean, and it, and the sad thing is, so much of it makes me angry. And maybe I didn't say enough when I could have. And at this point, it's too late. At this point, all it is is it, it makes you angry. And there's not a lot that can be done to stop Donald Trump from being elected.
1: Yeah, no, I mean people are sort of making an effort, but um, but sure. you know he it seems it, a done deal. If anyone will bring him down, it will be himself.
0: And uh, then we have President we'll Pence, with, which is you know
1: Mike Pence and the worse. rest of the yeah. shitheads. So yep. it's not it's not looking
0: good. So how have you been doing, honey? Because you are more affected by this than I am. You, my rights, for the most part, are not um, in conflict here. I'm in a straight yeah. relationship. I'm not looking to get gay married. But you uh, you have a vagina that the government wants to lock down you and say, no. if there's a baby in here, it's staying in there. Or a fetus in there, rather. And even that is, is language that the government has tricked us into using, that the conservative government has tricked us into using. It's not a baby in there. It's a seedling. It's a pod. That's right.
1: I think you know, and, and the thing is, um, it has been really tough for me. And in terms of what, sort of this point you 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 bring up about being a woman, um, it's it's even before you get to the policy issues like uh, you know, woman's agency over her body. Uh, I think that a lot of women initially are grieving, more than grieving, are broken by the realization, um, and not just women. I mean, this applies to essentially all of the vulnerable groups that have been attacked um, by Trump's campaign rhetoric and policy platform. Uh, But it was, it's, it's especially crushing to discover that a not quite majority, uh, but near majority of Americans are comfortable putting a man in power who has bragged about sexual assault, Mm -hmm. who has at least 15 women having come forward to accuse him of sexual
0: assault. Mm-hmm. And whose claims um, I mean, he, he wrote off about as... about women, sorry. you know,
1: in this really objectified way, who rapes women, who essentially uh, espouses language that suggests women are only valuable in so much as they can serve men. Uh, and that, that in and of itself is just crushing. Yes. Um, and the same goes for everything uh, that he said in terms of his valuation of, uh, people based on their skin and their um, and their uh, religion and all of this kind of stuff. But yeah, I think a lot of I was on Wellesley College campus for the election yeah. watch party, surrounded by about two thousand, I don't know, maybe 3, two to three thousand women um, dressed in pantsuits, dressed as you know suffragettes, dressed as all kinds of uh, you know empowered women looking to celebrate a really historic event. Yeah. Um, You know, I started my night at Kathleen Lee Bates' house. So Kathleen Lee Bates uh, was a songwriter around the turn of the century. She wrote America the Beautiful. Uh, She was also a lesbian at a time when that was especially unacceptable. Uh, She went to Wellesley College and was a professor there. And we Airbnb'd her house. And we started off our pregame party there. Uh, It it felt like reunion. I was surrounded by all my old Wellesley friends. With giant printed out, you know, we had Hillary, a Hillary head the size of like, you know, I think it was like four feet tall. Um, I was convinced, like there was, I hadn't even run the simulation in my mind uh, that it could be a Trump win. I hadn't even let myself, I hadn't asked how would I feel, what would that world look like. I didn't even bother to do it, because I was so confident in America. Right, it seemed Um,
0: like the two choices going in were would it be a blowout or would it be a narrow victory for Hillary. I agree with you. I didn't think it was even a remote possibility that what could happen happened.
1: That's right. And then as the numbers started to come in, Uh uh, so we went over to campus where this big party was happening in uh, the field house. Originally it was supposed to be in a smaller venue, but so many women from all over the country were flying in for this. They had to move the event. Um, and we walk in, and there's balloons. There's a table of cupcakes with sheets of sugar and little mallets that you could smash, mm. like you're smashing the glass ceiling. You know, it was a fucking party. It was supposed to be a party, mm-hmm. a celebration. And then slowly, this sense of total doom mm, yeah. starts to settle in. Yep. Uh, I there was a I was outside a lot because my my cell reception was bad inside, and I needed. Be checking other things other than CNN, and uh, there was a girl dry heaving right next yeah, to me. You mentioned that there were a lot of tears. A lot of I heard women on the phone, like with their parents, um, seeking consolation, seeking some sense of you know, Silver is there a still a way to pull through yeah. this? You know, is this real Is this real? Uh, a lot of little girls who the, you know whose mothers had brought them to this party were you know, sleeping on their laps or, Oof. uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a tough scene. It was a tough, spe- I had to leave early. I couldn't, I couldn't stay cause it just was too, um, too demoralizing. But, um, and you know, basically I, I, for the last week have been, I've been sitting Shiva essentially. I, you know, I've been wearing black You know, I wore all white on election day and I've been wearing black ever since. um, haven't haven't really been able to get a lot of work done. Um academic kind of work. I've certainly rebounded a little bit and been able to contact my representatives and you know, I downloaded an app that lets me track bills in progress as they come up. Um you guys should check it out. It's called Countable. Uh and you can contact your representatives right there. You can vote on bills and you'll see that. Uh been spreading lots of messages. I've been very active on social media.
0: You have been. You've been. You've certainly been a beacon to. I'm sure a lot of people. me Especially, I want to go back real quick to something you mentioned about the scene at uh, your watch party, sl- slowly devolving from joy and excitement to like just dread and doom and hopelessness Keep i was there with, uh, yeah. libby mentioned this on uh one of the keys and the girls that they recorded this week but libby and i were at john and molly neffel's um uh radio dispatch they had a watch party at le poisson rouge in manhattan and uh, it was the same thing when we got there we got there a little bit late we got there but still early in the night and it was yeah it was a it was a rambunctious scene it was exciting everyone was amped up um, and yeah, as the night went on, it was just, it was noticeable shifts in tone and in candor, and in volume. Even it was crushing. And at one point, and Libby mentioned this too. But I was—I mean, I was with Libby and Xerxes. Xerxes was there also, and I was like, I was completely, completely inconsolable. You know, for most of the night. Once it—oh, I once remember it became getting messages clear. from you. I was like crushed. Um, Nothing was making me laugh except for. After midnight, when it was very clear that Trump is going to win this thing, even if it hadn't been called by any of the networks yet, Molly Neffle said, hey, I know that, you know, the mood is not the best right now, but it is after midnight. It was her husband's birthday, her husband Gideon. And so the bar participated in, the, it was seriously the most depressing, morose, monotone, happy birthday sing-along I've ever heard in my life <laughs> everyone was like completely flat one tone like happy birthday to you and i i started i couldn't help myself i started like laughing out loud in the middle of that because it, se- it was like i'm living in a fucking movie like this is a this is an absurd scene that is straight like if 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 i watched this in a movie i'd be like that wouldn't that's bullshit come on that wouldn't actually yeah. happen in real life but there it was and it seemed like just a, a it was like a micro. It was a much more uh, benevolent microcosm, but it was kind of a microcosm of the whole night. Like this cannot. This is unreal. Like I, I can't even imagine this happening in actual real life. But that's. Oh what yeah, I mean, I, I went
1: through a, a sort of a big <laughs> shock phase. Like I didn't actually cry until I woke up in the morning and watched Hillary's concession. Like there were. I mean, ugly girls and women, ugly crying all over the place, along with the dry heaving. Um, but, uh, and I did engage in some primal screaming on the side Mm -hmm. of the road, just like fuck America, Mm -hmm. fuck Donald Trump, also just guttural, raw screams and shrieks. Um, but I didn't, I didn't weep until I saw Hillary concede. Um, and especially like the moment that crushed me is when she turns to the camera to address little girls and tell them that they are valuable no matter what anyone says and they can achieve whatever their dreams are. Um, I don't know what unless my point Unless you're running up it's against...
0: Good. Unless you're... To be fair, they can achieve any dream they set their heart and mind to unless they're running against a man who's been accused by multiple women and children of rape. Then That's you're going right. to lose and, to that and, guy. And and, and they,
1: can, they can actually win more votes. Yes than any white man who has run for president has ever won. So the only person who's won more votes than, than Hillary is Barack Obama. So they can win, a woman can win more votes than any white man in 240 years of American democracy, and they can still lose yep. to a prick with zero qualifications, yep. who's bragged about sexual assault, who is openly... Racist, xenophobe, I mean, you know, you guys know.
0: Yeah, and it's the proof is in the pudding. I mean, his first week as president elect has been a shit show. I mean, every, you know, the news stories have been about either he's hiring white supremacists or his transition team is in complete disarray, even though he's tweeting like, everything's fine, only I know the finalists. He called them the finalists. The I know, it's of like the, you've seen the
1: cartoon of the dog sitting in the house that's burning. Yes, where... He's like, everything is fine. Yes. I mean, that's all of America and Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, essentially what happened was they didn't expect to win. Right. And uh, so they didn't have a real transition team. They put Chris Christie on the job of transition team as busy work. They thought mm-hmm. this is how we get rid of this guy mm-hmm. and make him feel like he's part of a team. But really, they had no expectation or intention of winning this thing so much so that Donald Trump didn't want to be involved. He, he claimed to his staff that he's uh superstitious. Yes. And he, so didn't, he just handed he didn't want to it over set. and he's like, I trust you guys yep. and I'll get involved if we win. Uh, and so now, you know, they had to fire Chris Christie, put Mike Pence in and like, they're trying to plan this. And he has no idea what the job is. You know, he went to the white house and he's like, wow. All right. Well, uh, how many days a week do I have to be
0: here? Yep. He didn't realize that he had to that the White House staff wouldn't be staying on after Obama's term ended. He didn't realize he had to hire a whole new yeah. staff for the White House. I mean, Obama. Yes, he didn't know
1: that he had to hire a secretary. The, he thought there just like a White House secretary. Yep. It's like no, that's not how this works. The
0: grace and poise of Obama, and this is—I mean—I've seen this point made multiple times. This is not an original thought I have, but the, the sheer grace of it. I mean, he, Donald Trump one of the main cornerstones of his presidency beyond the xenophobia and the racism and the, you know, everything else was that Barack Obama has no idea what he's doing. He's doing a terrible job running this country. Only I can do better. And now Barack Obama has to take extra time to spend more time with Donald Trump to teach him how to be president. That's, yeah. that's infuriating. And speaking also, of... Also, I no, mean,
1: it's so crazy to me. It's like laughable. You know, Ben Carson came out yesterday uh-huh. and said he's not going to accept... Um, a position in the cabinet yep. because he says he's not qualified enough. He yes. says I have zero political experience and I wouldn't want to bring the presidency down.
0: Did that stop him from running for president and making a mockery of the, you know, helping to make a mockery to be fair. Ben Carson alone didn't make a mockery of it, but helping to make a mockery of the entire process. No, it didn't nope, stop Because him. guess
1: what? It doesn't actually require experience to be nope. president. Apparently. <laughs>
0: apparently it know, doesn't. it's crazy it is crazy by the way i do want Andy. to say um keith yeah. and Hemda, and libby were supposed to be here but they all we have a keith and the girls studio uh nuclear war bunker and they have gone in there and locked the door on me so oh, no. they're gonna be safe but i am not and i just i'm sorry to cut you off there but i wanted to no. let the audience know where the allegiances lie
1: well you know what you can always come and stay in my bunker thank you you're supposed to say that's what she said. I set you up perfectly. I'm
0: too sad to do that's what she says now. That, to me, Aww. that is the the greatest tragedy of this whole thing. Forget mm-hmm. everyone. Forget the millions of Americans who are terrified now that their rights are going to be stripped away from them come January. I can no longer happily say that's what she said to things. What a what a What a tragedy. I also it real quick want to say national, Jason is. but
1: that's a national tragedy. It's
0: on the level of uh, Pearl Harbor, if you ask me. I think Michael Bay is going to make a movie about me not being able to say that. So she said any anymore. And before I go any further, real quick, I just want to say Jason, who feedbacked in, is Australian, not Canadian. I uh, misread, and I apologize, Jason. You're even more safe. I mean, you're on the whole other side of the world from us. You're gonna be fine. I wish I could be in Australia right now. Liz, well, you yeah. fucked up moving to America. Within the last year. You should have just stayed in Australia. You'd be safe. But you I had know. To isn't come Australia one of
1: the places that, like, they, they literally took all the guns in Australia and melted mm-hmm. them down?
0: After, like, one mass shooting incident. And how many mass shootings have there been since then? Zero. I don't know, but there apparently
1: was, like, a stabbing in Utah yesterday. Like, five oh, students got really? stabbed in oh, school in Utah by some other student who was homeschooled. By the way, of
0: course they don't teach you proper knife handling at home school.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you, what do you think home ec classes are like in home school? Do you think they just call it ec?
1: I think it's just called chores. Chores. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, do
1: I get points for that?
0: You get points. If this is at midnight, I would give you all sorts of points. Um. Yeah. One other thing that yeah. I, I, Libby uh, brought up to me, which is just infuriating is do you know the reason why um the hillary team chose the javits center in new york for their uh for their victory
1: celebration
0: that is nuts did, did we talk about it on the live rap but we might have and by the way no, i'm sorry so. to love you for aping did, but the I, format I know
1: that why would i not know wrap that wrap it up
0: right i i didn't know that and just hearing that was like oh, that's of course like it is a farce it's like a mean farce we're living in Where the bad guys win. I do think someone
1: needs to do like a, you know how we have Hamilton is sort of it's like history with contemporary rap. I think we Mm. need to have um, like a Shakespearean tragedy, comedy, comic tragedy of the of the contemporary of this election. Like you know you've got like um, you've got Pence and Priebus, you've got Bannon, Mm -hmm. like you have your fool, you have your king, you have all the yeah. I think I don't know. So I want someone to do a Shakespearean take on this election.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, but if the reincarnated uh, spirit of William Shakespeare is out there listening right now, that sounds like a great project that sounds like a better project than like converting romeo and juliet to emoji which i think is what's happening now but at the same time if that gets people to read romeo and juliet whatever romeo and Juliet's pretty good and if it takes emojis to get people to read it then fine at least people are reading romeo and juliet by the way we have uh we have another person we have another caller calling in i'm just gonna patch uh the person (laughs) through here hang on uh one second that's show danny on the air who are we talking to donald trump oh my goodness baby oh, god. we're on the phone is this is this really donald trump is this president trump this is president trump holy shit honey what do we do about this what do we our country is in serious trouble i agree yeah i mean ever I since tuesday is. it is in we are in uh, bad hands
2: i will be the greatest uh-huh. president that god ever
0: created
1: Well, God has never created a fucking president. (laughs) That's a good
0: point, Rosa. That's a good point. I love my life. But he does love his life. I have a
2: wonderful family.
0: That's true. You can't deny that Donald Trump has a wonderful family. Do
2: you think that he's
1: like including Tiffany in
0: that? Who is your favorite child, Donald? Tiffany. Tiffany. Look at that. I would have guessed Ivanka, but I don't see Ivanka anywhere on the soundboard. So I guess it's not Ivanka. (laughs) Oh. I, you know, I
1: used to, I used to like have some respect for Ivanka. Once upon a time, mm. like, like more than a year ago, mm-hmm. she was, you know, she's a, a powerful, savvy businesswoman. She, of all of the Trump clan, is the most sort of feminist-leaning. She had a big following of women.
0: It would appear uh,
1: so. And this year, she lost that shit, man. Her brand is tanking. Along is with Trump's brand, it's going to but... tank.
0: Hmm. Do you think it's going to take? It can happen. That's true. It can happen, but it doesn't look like it's going to.
1: I mean, it was ha- it was happening at least before Election Day. That's month true. By we month. can't
2: do anything right. Our military has to be strengthened. Our vets have to be taken care of. We have to end Obamacare, and we have to make our country great again, and I will do that.
0: So, that's interesting you should bring that up, Donald, because it, it, well, one of the main things in the news that I keep seeing is the... You're not actually going to repeal Obamacare or all of Obamacare. Do you have a response to people who to people who voted for you who might be upset at that? I'm sorry. All right. Well, that's fair. As long as you're sorry. Yeah, no,
1: that's like the second apology we've gotten from him. Thank you very um, much. Yeah. That's
0: really nice. Thank you. You're welcome, Donald. It's nice to see that someone can grow and change, you can, know. Can
1: I, can I just honestly this- Obamacare. Can I say one thing? Like, of course. So the thing, the thing that he's now no. saying he wants to Uh-oh.
0: keep. Oh, I'm sorry. Our president oh, says no. he's saying no. He's saying no. You know, but
1: f- First Amendment, uh, Donald. I'm
0: going to mute speech. him. All right, you go ahead. I'm, I just muted him. So you, you say what you need mm. to say, honey.
1: Thank you for turning off Donald's mic. You're welcome. Um. So people, he wants to keep now the um, the ban on pre-existing conditions because mm-hmm. you know people. That's something that Obama gave us that we didn't used to have, and it's really really important but when you when you take when you want to keep that but you want to then also remove the component that says everyone has to have health care you're going to fuck the market up all these insurance companies aren't actually going to be able to, to insure people with pre-existing conditions and
2: so and i made a lot of money like, in atlantic city and i'm very proud of it
0: he's, he found a way to break through the mute but apparently donald made a lot of money so he's not worried about his own uh, prospects throughout this so why should he care about anyone else's
1: it's true i never i mean we know he's a con man i was never i never believed that he was in it for anyone but himself what i it's say
2: it. is what i say
0: well, that's true What he hmm. says is what he says and f- truer words haven't been spoken now I'm, so- I'm sorry that we cut you off honey to
1: no it's just the point is just that if he does now his version of like Repeal and replace, but mm-hmm. keep bits and pieces. Um, the price of insurance is going to skyrocket. Like the the inconsistency in any yeah. of his planning, none of it is feasible. The promises he's made are infeasible. They they don't add up.
0: Well, what do you think about that, Donald? What I mean, uh, in your ideal presidency, what would the average healthcare plan cost the Ameri- the average American? One point three trillion dollars. Jesus Christ, that seems. That seems untenable, right? I mean, I don't know much about healthcare. But I
1: mean, did he put Martin Shkreli uh, on like <laughs> Attorney general, like Attorney Surgeon General, like what? No, how...
0: no, he didn't. He has no time for no. Shkreli.
1: Did you see Shkreli? He released the Wu album, right? He kept up his end of the bargain. Oh, did he? He said, if, he said if we elected Trump, he would release. He would release it, and I'm pretty sure I saw that he did.
0: Well, I mean, you're and making... Number... You're making stuff happen, I guess, Donald. I, I mean, will be the greatest president that God ever created. <laughs> that's true. I, I know you already said that, and I shouldn't have pressed that button again. You want to
1: you know? Here's another good one. This yeah. is another promise that was made if Trump was elected. People made a lot of promises thinking that uh, this wouldn't happen. Mm. Uh, one of the pollsters out there said that if Donald Trump won, he would eat a bug.
2: Oh, that's right. And ragged. you know what he
1: did on CNN? And that night? is a
2: nation. That truly has no clue. They don't know what they're doing.
0: That's true. I would, I, I not to tell CNN newscasters how to do their job, but I would not pledge to eat a bug live on TV. So what happened? Sorry, honey.
1: Well, he wasn't a newscaster. He was just a pollster. A pollster but pollster. Still ate a bug on CNN last night.
2: And
0: it only he makes common sense. Well, I guess so. I mean, if you make a promise, you have to keep it, right? You know, I uh, no feel that okay. way. Well, I guess you don't have to after all. Oh, honey this is scary but you know what we still have the 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 president-elect of the united states on the phone we should show him a little bit of respect um
1: why don't you interview him because i can't talk to him i'm just gonna listen for a little bit okay
0: uh well donald what um what did you do to celebrate your big victory did you do anything fun or exciting
2: i understand that you're building a nice 2.5 billion dollar car factory in mexico
0: that's I mean I am that's true and thank you for noticing but that doesn't really answer my question well, I was at the border last week oh okay so that's where you saw the uh, my car factory in Mexico so you went to visit the Mexican border how was that
2: when Mexico sends its people uh-huh. they're not sending their best oh. we need to build a wall I will build a great great wall on our southern can border I, and I I sounds I will have like something Mex- China. that China would say can right? I ask him something about this wall please do so
1: I don't know if anyone told Donald, but uh-huh. the vast, vast, vast overwhelming majority of undocumented citizens that are here in our country. Yes. They came here um legally on visas to work. They came here mostly in airplanes. Uh and then they
2: overstayed their visas. The Mexican government I don't think it's gonna happen.
0: Well, to be fair, Donald Trump doesn't think the Mexican government is gonna happen or It doesn't exist, though. It exists, folks, so it's tough to. Well, reason you know, with one him. thing he's not so. wrong
1: about is uh, is that Mexico is uh, is sucks because the peso dropped in value eight percent on November ninth, really? which is the biggest drop. It's the lowest it's been in all of Mexico's history, and they didn't even do anything. Wow! They didn't vote in this election. They haven't done anything to us.
0: Wow! And what do you? And like, how are
1: they? How are they supposed to pay for this wall when they're fucking? You know, it's. I mean, everything about it is so uh, sad.
0: It's sad. Well, how does it affect you personally, Donald? I'm really rich. So not at all, then. We owe China $1.3 trillion.
2: $1.3 trillion. You said that already. Well, if
1: he's so rich, why don't, Donald, why don't, you pay, why don't you pay off our debt to China, then? I own a big chunk money. of
2: the Bank of America building in 1290 Avenue of the Americas that I got from China in a war. China. China, I love China. China, <laughs> is, China, China. For me. I China. I love I China. I'm having a hard time, listening oh, to Donald.
0: I'm sorry, but he is our president now, and we really do have to get going. It's true, we do have to get going on uh, respecting him, and he is our future leader. So, because our leaders he, are stupid, our politicians are stupid. So What's that? I just asked. Did he just say
1: he has to get going? Because. You know, the royal we. He said, I know he said we have to get going. I hope he's speaking of himself because I, I don't know how much longer I
2: can tolerate.
0: I assume he meant like we as a country have to get going towards making the apocalypse happen
2: faster. Oh, that's we have losers. We have losers. We have people that don't have it. We have people that are morally corrupt. We have people that are selling this country down the drain.
0: That's true. And I think that we have In that even more now. are... Steve Bannon. Donald J. Trump. Donald J. Trump. Stephen Bannon. Michael Pence. Michael Pence.
1: Christopher Christie. Rudy
0: Giuliani. Chris Rudolph Christy, Giuliani. Reince Priebus. Mitch, Mitch how stupid are these politicians Ryan. Paul, Paul Ryan to allow to this, this to happen? Well, how this makes a good point. How stupid are these politicians to allow this to happen? I don't, I have no idea.
2: I will immediately terminate President Obama's illegal executive order on immigration.
0: I mean, I guess there's nothing stopping you, right? If it weren't for me, you
2: wouldn't even be talking about illegal immigration. I mean, that's true. I'm sorry,
1: but didn't, didn't Obama deport 9 million undocumented immigrants over his 8 years? Like, who? what is he talking about? We wouldn't be talking about immigration.
0: No. No? No. Well, how many do you think he did deport, Donald? Two? It was, I think it was more than two. <laughs> Four. It was it was four <laughs> and hundred and forty million
2: dollars.
0: I think he's just going all across the board. It's it was none of those figures were right. And that is a nation. I don't think they like me very much. Well, I don't think they like you either, Donald. I don't think well, anyone that's like likes Well,
1: That is the most truthful thing that he said all night.
0: All Wait, year, who, really? does, who doesn't like you? China! That's true, but don't you love China? I love China! But it's still like... China! Japan! Mexico!
2: Then there's something wrong with you, you're certainly not very good. Well,
0: they're, they're certainly not very good, honey. You're not a nice person! Whoa, Donald! I think I'm a very nice person, I think Rose is too, I wish he would take that back. You're not a nice person. Wow, he said it again, even. I don't think they like me very much. No, we don't like you at all. Do do you know why we're so upset at you, Donald? And that is a nation that truly has no clue they don't know what they're doing. Well, we know what we're... I mean, I'm not a leader, but we're we're pretty upset at you. I will be... The
2: greatest president Please that stop. God ever created. <laughs> like Please stop. Please
0: stop. It's like the fourth time you said you'll be the greatest president God's ever created, Donald. That seems a little bit silly. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't either. I don't think there's any way that's going to happen. And
2: I will tell you this. What I say is what I say.
0: We don't beat China in trade. Well... Straight from the horse's mouth. Donald Trump, ladies and gentlemen, President Elect. Thank you so much for calling the show. We knew you were a big fan. Uh, can we find you can we follow you on Twitter? No. All right. Thank you very much. Donald Trump everyone. Rosa. Yeah. How's about that?
1: That was pretty um un- unpleasant.
0: <laughs> I mean, I sure. On the surface, yes, it is pretty unpleasant. But for my show, that's a huge bump. I mean, Donald Trump doesn't call into any old show if it's not run by Alex Jones. So, that, that, I'm pretty excited.
1: That, that's true. He doesn't even, uh, he won't even go on Megyn Kelly's show anymore.
0: No, although. Let's
1: talk about fucking Megyn Kelly for a second, can we?
0: Can we but I, uh, we oh, can, but ahead. I just want to wonder, do you think that Donald would go on The View?
2: It is a very, very complex thing to talk about. Now, I can start off by saying, oh, gee, don't have debt, don't have
0: debt. Oh, if I were
2: running the view, I'd fire Rosie. I mean, I'd look her right in that fat ugly. All
0: right, thank you, Donald. Now we really have to hang up. We we did a we did a pretend hang up on him earlier, and then he he managed to stay on the line. So let's talk about what were you saying? Can we talk about uh, Megan, Megan Kelly? Kelly. Yes, she, it really seems like she could have timed that book a few weeks or months early. right? She seems like she like has. About-
1: like about 40 days earlier just yeah. to comply with like the hatchet she's you got know? This or like 60 days earlier. oh yeah
0: which james comey did a wonderful job complying with megan kelly has this tell all book coming out which i don't think is even out yet maybe it it's, is out. Out. it's out now okay i haven't read it but i've read and i'm not going to because i don't read books anymore because i've slowly but surely gotten more i'm gonna read it aged. i'm
1: gonna i'm excited to read it
0: but in the, in the like press, you know, in the press releases, basically there's all of this juicy info on Donald Trump that like, well, it's too little too late now. She, she alleges she, she says that he had debate questions early I and mean, then he called Fox to complain about it. She, she, she says that she believes that someone tried to poison her that she thinks was sent from Donald Trump on the morning of the debate. Uh, she also Why would you um, wait with that.
1: She also said talked about um, the threat. Uh, he was threatening her all year.
0: Yes, yes. He In said he would unleash like his, her. He said um, he his beautiful Twitter account on her, which is just disgusting. T- uh, my beautiful Twitter account. No one's Twitter account is beautiful. Everyone's Twitter account is an ugly piece of shit. No matter if you are Rob Delaney or Danny Hatch, it's all garbage. You know, no Twitter account is beautiful.
1: And you know the one. One of the good things um, that she is sort of doing and, and sort of one of the good things she did this year um, is I think that, you know, we look at these white women who, over, who, who voted in mm. support of Donald Trump mm-hmm. and we wonder why they didn't vote in their own self-interest. And it's complicated. You know, one thing is misogyny, internalized misogyny can, can plague men and mm-hmm. women. And
0: one could argue um, that they did vote in their own self-interest by voting for the white supremacist.
1: Because and they, that's right. they, and they voted be also in favor of the self-interest uh, the best interest of their husbands because a lot of these yes. women have you know men that are the breadwinners in their families um and yes a lot of people vote with their tribe with their race uh, but one of the things that I think is good about Megan Kelly finally embracing um her, her her feminist undertones uh you know all year I've seen her starting with that primary debate asking Donald about the way he talks about women, calling them pigs and dogs and swabs mm-hmm. and shit, uh, to throughout her show this year, standing up to uh, you know Newt Gingrich and various people saying we can't let we can't let this uh, these sexual allegations uh, uh, these, these harassment allegations go. Uh, her standing up to Roger Ailes in yes. the in the outing um, of Roger Ailes for sexual harassment at, at very Fox. impressive. She's, she's becoming. the first really powerful white female feminist on the right. She's got the highest ratings at Fox news. She's, she's got power right now. And she talks in her book about this, about, um, you know, recognizing that she has power now and that she needs to use it to serve this good. And I think that at least this will start to normalize for women, these white women on the right. Um, the, the notion of, of being a feminist and that that's something that they, uh, that they should take on and that it's you know it's it's not just a leftist issue and so I think that that is um, that that is important I'm not saying Megan Kelly is the best because you know I pretty much hated her for years and um, and she's done plenty of damage from her pulpit on on most issues but this one um, you know she's been calling Sean Hannity out saying he's not a real journalist she's been uh, she apparently, uh, all year long after, you know, that, that first debate, um, she hasn't, she hasn't been talking to her colleagues. So like between, in the commercial breaks of her show or between shows, she doesn't talk to Brett Baer anymore. She doesn't talk to Sean Hannity. She doesn't talk to, uh, Bill O'Reilly, these guys who all still feel loyalty to Roger Ailes. She has basically had this big falling out with them, uh, over this.
0: Which and that's, that's yeah. definitely admirable. But at the same time, c- congrats, Megan Kelly, you're no longer associating with Bill O'Reilly. Sure, I agree with you, it's too little too late. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but it's
1: certainly, I, I didn't see it coming, I didn't expect it, and it is important and it is valuable, and I will laud her for it, because I think that if she you know, gets praised for this, she'll keep it up, um, and I do think that it will have some good... Um, you know, there was one other thing I wanted—I did want to say yeah. on the show for sure. on us home. On the, home li- on the live Wrap It Up, I talked about the silver linings that, you know, more people are getting active and they have a fire in their belly and all this kind of stuff. And I wanted, I wanted to be careful to, to, to make it clear that the alternative outcome of hmm. Hillary winning would have still been better because all these people who are revved up right now, what they're revved up to do is to prevent as much erosion of the progress that we've made as possible. Yes. There's not going to be any wins. There's only going to be losses. And Which can is, be mitigated some the is how, how, how yeah. many losses are we going to actually have? We're not going to make progress. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it feels great to be a part of a good fight and to be a part of a movement. That feels really good and all. But if we had all just been, you know, if half of us or however many of us had remained armchair liberals Watching a progressive uh, presidency carry out progressive agenda—that still would have been better, and we of still course. would have had the activists who've been fighting who didn't need this to light their fire. I mean, all these—you know—it is frustrating to see all these people who are finally getting getting revved up. When how many black folks have been killed in the streets by police this year? How, like, wh- like, why did that not turn? Well, them I mean, on I count myself among. Them?
0: I mean. You know, I I, I I was not as active as I could have been before this. This is an an unfortunate wake-up call to a lot of people. Um, but that's I'm definitely all I'm is I, didn't want, that. I
1: didn't want the things I said the other night to be taken well, as um, as a suggestion that this is actually going to be better. It's not actually better. You know, it's just well, uh, good that people are, um, are getting a little more woke, are getting more incensed and active, and are ready to fight that's you know we do need to we need to protect our progress as much as we can um that's that was all i was feeling a little bad about if i had been at all misleading
0: no i mean i think i think that's why you characterize it as a silver lining you, you weren't saying this was the best outcome you were saying at the very least i can try to find some
1: that's right. And Not part of what I'm doing right now, my reaction is in this. that um, I was, you know, in Pantsuit Nation, there's the secret Facebook group that has uh, exploded. Um, there was a, you know, there's been a lot of sort of white women who are privileged and aren't woke yet, but they sort of think, that they Oh, whatever. And this one woman had posted a status yesterday saying that she was glad Hillary didn't win because it's uh, mobilized all these people. And that is different from saying silver mm-hmm. lining.
0: She's oh, saying she's glad
1: yeah, this is the outcome because of the mobilization.
0: Very poor and, and privileged mi- choice this, of this words. Point yeah, that
1: her privilege blinds her from understanding that that this. First of all, there have been plenty of people mobilized before this event, and this mobilization is in response to uh, what will what has already been and will continue to be an event that will result in significant suffering people will definitely die there'll be lifelong consequences mm-hmm. families will be ripped apart <sighs> women will lose rights gays will lose rights i mean not, it's not a guarantee but it's it seems pretty fucking likely yeah well,
0: um i mean yeah i mean i mean even if you take even if you scrap everything trump said before he was elected even if you look at the last week yeah everything you just said is going to happen there's no There's no wishful thinking anymore. They're already drafting it. The people who are still saying, well, maybe it won't be so bad. All
1: all of you out there aren't, all you white folks out there, if you don't sign up, um, then you're not actually committed to the cause. Because the only way that we make this thing, the only only power we have to fuck this ban up, or not this ban, this registry, Mm -hmm. is if we crash it if everyone registers.
0: Right, if we make it we uh, a moot point. Speaking of points, Eric M. is writing in from Florida, who did make the right vote here in his idiot state, but it was not enough. Eric M. is saying, maybe everyone needs a staunch reminder of the failure of our political system in their face every day for the next four years. Maybe they do. Maybe that's the only thing that will, you know, maybe we were, maybe we weren't, I don't know. I don't even know. How well, it I
1: mean, it, 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 yes, it's, it's, it, it is important to remind people um, that, It's important for people to not get complacent. And at this point, the biggest danger is, you know, the normalization of Trump and his Mm. presidency, um, which the elite media are likely to contribute to and to do. Oh, are already Um,
0: contributing to it. You see it already happening. Yeah. Absolutely, you see the normalization.
1: I mean, when you see, anytime you see Steve Bannon described as anything but a white supremacist Mm -hmm. or a domestic abuser... Then it's normalization. When they say like uh, some people say he's an alt right leader, or like some people, it's like no, 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 no. This is fact. Glenn Beck was able to say this.
0: Yeah, what a strange face turn. Be able
1: to call him out every time they mention
0: his name. Glenn Beck is. uh, uh, I hate these flip flopping. Republicans. (laughs) Republicans. <laughs> I, I know why, it, but like it's
1: Megan Kelly Glenn Beck we're yeah. able to now praise them. That's how low our standards have gotten. Yep. That is how that is where we're at.
0: That's us normalizing a similar type of bigotry and hatred. Uh, and it reminds me of a point Hemda has made a few times on uh the Keith, on the Big Show, Keith and the Girl, which is that you know this is what America deserves. This is not this is nothing new to America, America has been a hateful bigoted place for a long time. And oh yeah, maybe Trump is what we deserve. And
1: you know what? I think looking does to hold more to lose water. it's standing on the world stage. You know, we, we should yeah. have lost we lost our we theoretically lost our moral high ground a long time ago. You know, for a hundred years, our interventionist strategy in our international affairs uh, should have earned us a loss on the world stage. Uh, you know, Obama's administration has continued what every previous administration has done with you know, we, we sign in you know, we sign into these international treaties and agreements and we say we won't commit certain acts abroad and then we violate those and we try to justify them by saying oh this is uh this is on moral grounds because this country and its leadership are doing bad things to its citizens but we pick and we choose Mm -hmm. which countries we're going to hold accountable you know and we let other countries get away with it and the reason we do this is because we have we are self-interested we have interests that we want to uh to to protect or to act on and then we caught we couch it in uh, some kind of moral high ground but it's bullshit and so when we do this we lose our high ground and we set a new precedent and that's why like you know Putin feels like he can uh go fuck shit up in the Middle East mm-hmm. is you know we can't no one can turn around and say you're the only one doing this we're doing it too
0: um, similarly in Eastern Europe I mean Putin has been definitely emboldened I imagine he is very much emboldened by this, because it's not just the Middle East where he's fucking shit up. I know of it in like, the Baltic states. he's. I think recently he moved nukes honor into his,
1: his, uh, the his border of, the Ukraine. Of, of Ukraine. Yeah. Like, that's definitely happening. Um,
0: I mean, this show is basically me you know, really saying, I know something, I know something, and cutting you off. So, sorry about that. Sorry no, 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 that no, 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 <laughs> it's no, emblematic please. of a problem. A man a who, a man who knows nothing, you. talking over a woman who does know things, but... Such is life. Honey, thank you for calling in. This is the end of the show. I'm very tired. Um, I know, me too. I'm exhausted. You are the host of Full Frontal Lobe with Dr. Rosa, the first but really second episode of which just came out, and people are love. I know Apia is a big fan of it, and I, I know that the first episode got a lot of good responses as well. Um, I'm very happy yeah. to be a part of it. I think it's a fun show. You'll be recording more intermittently. Is there uh, anything else you'd like to say to the Danny boys or Danny girls or Danny all genders or Buccaneers out there?
1: Yeah, um, I do want to say the second episode we recorded mm. pretty shortly after the first. Yes. Before I had gotten any feedback, we hadn't published anything. So, you know, anyone out there who did feedback on the first show, if you didn't hear me address you, um, it's only because I hadn't heard from you yet. And uh, and I am looking forward to recording something um, since it's gone public. Uh, so if you do have any questions or topics you want me to address, um, please write in. I'd be happy to address them. Uh, I am interested in talking about rage. Uh, someone asked mm. me, you know, I, talked, I told Libby I'd to have her on so we could talk about rage because uh, she's a, a, a sort of good candidate for that. But someone asked me recently to talk about hate um, and rage uh, in the context of the election, for example. Uh, so I think I'll try to prepare something about that for our next show. Um, and for the the rest of you guys, um, just keep fighting the good fight. You can, uh, you can call your representatives every day. I think, you know, I think I should start a podcast or someone should, where they call their representative every show, they call whatever representatives uh, they can and, uh, live stream that and give out their numbers so that everyone else can, can do the same thing. um, if you download the app Countable, it's great because it'll give you like a summary of three bills each week that are going to be voted on. You can mm-hmm. read about them. Gives you push it alerts whenever right your there. representatives you have voted on something.
0: Um, huh? It gives you push alerts. I know whenever your representatives have voted on.
1: Something. That's right. It gives you a push alert. Like you know, it doesn't beep you; it just puts a little red alert in your on the, on the icon mm-hmm. that shows you that something you know maybe a bill just popped up or if you if you do make a comment which other users can see and your representative can see people can endorse that comment mm, so you'll get basically likes um you can read all about you know the numbers on various bills the stages that they're at and you can basically hold your representatives and your government accountable and yourself accountable um it's not called accountable it's just called countable but i encourage you guys to do that Phone calls are better than digital messages. Mm. So if one of these bills really strikes you, you should actually pick up the phone and call. It doesn't take long. Um, Yeah.
0: Well, thank you very much, honey. Uh, You, of course, can follow me on Twitter at RealDonaldTrump. That's the show with Danny.